I'm Susie Miller and this uh, feels a bit like uh, the first episode of Divorce TV because we're talking about an event called the best way to split retreat or how to turn a nasty divorce around in brackets and basically it's an event that's coming up soon that will help people have a better way to divorce and everybody here that I'm going to introduce you to now is involved in some way and I think you'll be quite surprised by uh, some of the experts we've got uh, offering workshops at the, at the event. So I'm going to talk to the lovely Andrea Cater here who is a divorce PA and we've got um, Sandra here who is a crystal healer and a Reiki healer and Ruth Triscoll who works, Ruth is a life liberator. So perhaps we'll start with you Ruth, can you explain to everyone what is a life liberator and why are you at the best way to split retreat? Well yes, um, I'm Ruth Driscoll, I'm the life liberator and I work with people to support them out of manipulative, abusive, controlling relationships into empowerment and freedom. And of course when you are divorcing someone who is manipulative and controlling it's very important to have a good understanding of the way in which that person operates because it will be very different to the way you might expect them to operate. And I come up uh, with that a lot as a divorce strategist and, and what would you say to this? Some people would say why are you even bothering to be an event like this, which is really about helping people find peaceful solutions. If you've got a complete narcissist or a controlling uh, spouse, how, how is that ever going to work? And they kind of give up and head straight for the courts. Do you think that with the right support, that's necessarily what people would need to do? And why, why do you think it's important that they should, um, even if they're in a very difficult relationship, still consider coming to the event, doing the workshops, and particularly your workshop? Yes, well, um, the, the word you used there was peace, having a peaceful divorce. And peace starts with you. And that's the important thing. If you are um, divorcing somebody who is manipulative and controlling, you've got to be able to know how to release yourself from the stress, from the guilt that that person will put upon you. You've got to know how to handle things in the future. So you've got to be really aware of what they are doing, how they are operating. And there's a very high level of acceptance that has to come in of the things about that person that you can't change, but you've still got to exist. You may be in a position where you are co-parenting with that person. And all of that has got to happen in a way that protects you from the toxic um, influence under which you have been existing and that your children are able to continue peaceably to be able to be involved with both parents. It's one of the tragedies I see of people who've uh, they realise they're in an in a, a abusive relationship, often it's psychologically abusive, they've got out of that or going through divorce, but they then got to continue that relationship onwards as uh, co-parents and if they don't break the pattern it just ca the abuse carries on in different ways and the children get used as weapons. I'm and working with a lady just at the moment she has been divorced for two years now but she's come to me because she said I just I don't know how to keep the boundaries in place I'm still being influenced by him so it is, it is a process that you, you need to understand mm. so that you can be able to operate effectively, protect your future, actually be able to move forward without that person having that influence over you. I've seen that happen a lot yeah. actually where the uh, 
one parent's really trying to do the right thing, keep keep the kids seeing the, the parent, because it is really, really important that children spend time with both parents, and as long as they're physically safe or the other parent isn't actively turning them against the other the other parent, which is a parental alienation, very, very nasty. Mm. But if if you're, um, and I think that's a really good question because if you can, you manage those boundaries, your children are going to see that and they will almost intuitively learn to some mm. extent. But if you've consciously learnt them, you will be able to give the kids strategies yeah. of how to deal with the other parent. One of the key things yeah. is about maintaining your dignity, mm. that you don't lose sight of you, your values, all of the things that... Um, are dear to you. This is about you maintaining your integrity and you will do the right thing. You will always be respectful towards that person no matter how much of an ass that person is being towards you. Um, and what tends to happen is that they will try to mess you about. They will arrange perhaps collecting the children and then not turn up or change the, meet the time. All of those things may happen. Um, and it's recognising how what they are doing is about being able to control and mess with your head. But if you stay in your integrity, you stay in your power, then no matter what that person does, it doesn't affect you emotionally. Therefore, your children see you reacting calmly. And um, whatever their, their ultimate um, experience is with that other parent it will be that other parent who has created that mm. and not you so whether it's a good experience with them or whether it's a bad experience because you have stayed in your integrity because you have continued to do the right thing because you've never kicked off mm. if they have let you down um, it, it's not easy no. to do. It's not <laughs> easy to do at all. That's why, you need, but that's why that you need yeah. that help. And other things so, that will be yeah. at other. Uh, uh, workshops that will be at the event will give practical help as well so when someone's trying to control the information you can use online diaries you can take the person the uh, personality and the emotion out of it there's a one of our experts is demonstrating her handover book which is a physical book that mm. goes between parents so there's idea. mechanisms yeah, that like can that. be used to really really help um, but as you're saying it's all about being that rock if you like mm. and being and, and this is very much what you help people with, isn't it, Sandra? Yeah. The work I do is to, is to help people to to release the anxiety and and release the pain, so that they they can actually react, take, give themselves a pause, and take a deep breath, so that they can react in in a more measured and calm manner, so that if someone is is trying to push their buttons, they don't just it's not just an jerk reaction, which let's be let's be fair, we've all done from time to time. Mm -hmm. um, um, but it gives them the space and the calm to, to take a deep breath and say, well, how, how do I want this relationship to be going forward? What do I want, want from it? I'm an energy healer, so um, as people arrive at the event, um, we're, we're going to be doing um, experience, experiencing the energy of crystals, which um, and I'm particularly going to bring some that are very calming, because um, I think getting yes. divorced is really stressful, <laughs> to be honest. It just is. So. Um, and to experience the energy of crystals as a group is just beautiful and, and calming. And how and do they really work? Because I've got one of your crystals and I absolutely love it. And it does it does make you feel different. But what's there is a science to it. It's not it's not just made up. It's not psychological. No. Very in very simple terms. What, um, how can you describe that? Each crystal has its own energy signature. So um, the the crystal that you have is citrine, which is it's a, a bright 
vibrant, happy energy. It's very high, um, it's abundant, it's joyful. Um, one of, the, one of the crystals that I'm planning to bring is Blue Lace Agate, which is absolutely beautiful. It's very calming. And my crystal tutor described it when I was, when I was studying as, as the Prozac of crystals. It's just <laughs> really <laughs> calming. And, it's just and, and actually, I think that's so important because I, I know that a lot of people don't even talk about their divorce until they, they tell their GP as the first person. I've, I've actually had referrals from GPs because the GP has thought, I don't want to give them Prozac. They're not really depressed. They're just in a right old state. So they've said, mm. go and see Susie. And so being able for me to be able to, uh, obviously if you're suicidal, you should go and get help. I'm not saying you shouldn't use these things. But for a lot of us, when we're confused or angry mm. or afraid, I believe <coughs> that uh, combination between coaching healing can actually take away the need for for dumbing yourself down because yeah, actually you want to come into yourself yeah. you don't want to dumb yeah. yourself down and and then you're better able to deal with the practical often administrative side of divorce and this is where andrea the divorce pa comes in <laughs> hi i'm andrea cater um yes absolutely so i am actually the uk's first divorce pa if you're stuck i will do whatever kind of practical activity with you that is required to <laughs> unstick you. I have done a whole range of stuff including a whole uh, you know gamut of dealing with quite a lot of stressful letters and paperwork in the morning through to decorating a hallway in the afternoon. I know it sounds strange. That I've found is uh, with clients who are in, in overwhelm um, and it's either that they've kind of stuck the for me all in a, in a pile mm. and they just can't face it so that's mm. why they need they just need help, practical help with the admin. Yeah, but also sometimes I get people who are so angry because he's had the petition mm. and he won't fill in the form yeah. E. And I go, is he any good at admin? And they yeah. go, no, he's rubbish. So I go, yeah. well, why don't you introduce him to a divorce PA? Yeah. And, and that's I've got the idea that they would be helping yeah. that person. Yeah. So but also, know, so even if you pay for it yourself, yeah. it'll get done. You want this divorce to get done and, um, and they've got no support. Absolutely. And also, of course, one of the key benefits that I can bring is the fact that I don't know the person. I'm, I don't know. I'm not related to them. I'm not involved in their situation. I don't know their friends. I don't know their relatives. You know, even if you can't put them, they don't want to be in the same yeah, room. They want course. to do that. Um, they always, I always encourage people to, to do to use mediation and to get together but at the early stages you know it's, it's softly softly mm. but sometimes it is and I don't know if you've had this situation yet but I hope you will at some point where you get someone who says, says my soon-to-be ex isn't doing what they need to yeah. do rather than berating them or getting cross yeah. or trying to use the courts to bully them into it I've said I'll pay for a few sessions for you to go and help them and that's my sort of dream yeah. is that somebody will well, get that that's actually a smart mm. move. Because, well definitely because usually in a relationship there's always one person who's the person that's the admin person and the other person leaves everything to the admin person. Even if you are the admin person, if this thing has affected you very, very badly, you know, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, of course I should be able to do this. Why should I, I, sh I shouldn't need help. But if you do need help, you need help. It's like if you're a really good runner, but you break your leg, you need a plaster and a crutch until your leg is better and then you can start running again. And so there's no, there's no shame in asking for help when you need help. And do you, do you think, find that, uh, Sandra, that sometimes people's fear of, of asking for help or they feel it's some kind of a weakness if they need a healing session? And how, what would you say to them on that? Um, I think Andrea just hit the nail on the head. If you have a physical injury, um, the doctors and the NHS, they have, they have a care plan. You, you, with a, you, you, 
with a broken leg, you have an x-ray, they say, ah oh, yes, it's broken, you go to the fracture clinic and, and they, they plaster it and then you go back and see the consultant and they check how you're doing and you might have physio afterwards. There is, all the way through this, this care plan, you have an emotional injury, there's nothing. Mm. So, it's like, well, never mind, eh? Let's just get on with it. Do and and, and, you, and you, well, you can't always. So no. It's just completely nuts. It's not like you'd say to someone, well, you've broken a leg, oh, never mind, you'll walk it off. And it's basically <laughs> exactly. what you're saying to them with an emotional it, injury. I guess, in a way, the best way to split retreat is like a care plan for people going mm, through divorce. And, and and because it's yeah. also, it's not a one size fit all yeah. thing. Because obviously, if you have an injury, you know, some people will need surgery and a plaster, and other people will just need yeah. a plaster or whatever. There's something I should point out actually with the retreat is that I'm not expecting couples to come at all. Mm. It's really important actually that they, they come, even if they're best friends, which is lovely, but they need to come on their own because, uh, and, the, and their partner will have to come to a different one, because it's about that absolute me time, that honesty. I mean, you can't talk about openly about realising maybe you are in a controlling relationship if you've got the other person in the room. <laughs> he wouldn't um, let you. Especially if there's a, a man there, who, a man's come to the event, he might not feel comfortable about having a bit of crystal healing and Reiki when his wife's there yes. and she's very sort of down on all of those things. So it's really, really important. Um, and on that sort of theme though of, of asking for help, I guess that's one of the things that, that's that's because a lot of people in, in abusive relationships don't even know that they're in them, do no, they? No, I mean so often uh, people say to me, I think I'm in an abusive relationship. Um, people tend to think, okay, if there's physical violence involved, yes it's clear, but without that, to a lot of people it's not clear. But um, I, I think the important thing also when anyone is going through um, a divorce situation, the emotions are so heightened and people are tending to operate with emotions that are the least helpful ones, mm. the least effective ones. Um, and that's why, you know, what you're putting together here, Susie, is so important because mm. it helps to just get that, that leveling out, that perspective back in again, that sense that if we actually cooperate with each other instead of hating each other, mm. we'll probably make much better progress. Yeah. Well, at the in end terms of, the, of finance, well, in terms of the children, because otherwise, in terms of everything. You know, there is only as much money, because often it does come down to money, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. often that's the thing that is the sticking point for people. And at the end of the day, there is only the amount of money that there is. And you can make a choice. You can choose to adopt a strategy that retains as much money as possible to bring up your children, which should be hopefully everybody's joint intention. Or you can choose to give it all to um, an adversarial solicitor who will then cost you a fortune taking your case through the law court. But ultimately, the pot of money is the same. It will just get divided up a different you way. Need strategies. You, need you need strategies. You need to find strategies to do that. So one of the things people will be able to do at the best way to split retreat is literally create their own divorce strategy. Um, and, and they'll understand through the different workshops what they, what's relevant to them, what they need and have examples of people straight away they can sit down and have lunch with and find out all the information they need while they're there and make a real plan. Because I think we go off on this voyage of divorce and family separation and co-parenting with absolutely, just like with a health plan, we have no idea what's coming. We don't realise that if you don't agree uh, the finances and you have to go through three court sessions that's uh, I was talking to someone the other day he's going to cost him out of the mutual pot a hundred thousand pounds and and it's probably not going to cost the wife much less than that mm. and that's because they couldn't just 
sit down with a mediator or with collaborative lawyers by their side and come to a decision. Finances and the, the co-parenting are the key aspects and I'd like to say thank you so much for you guys being involved in the event. Uh, there's lots of other experts there too and um, I look forward to seeing some of you there. So where you need to find out information is bestwaytodivorce.co.uk. I'm Susie Miller, your divorce strategist. I'm Andrea Cater, myperfectpa.com. And I'm Ruth Driscoll, the life liberator. I'm Sandra Elston and I'm a healer. Goodbye.